Hello, I'm Consuelo Mack. This week on Wealth Track, the first of a two-part podcast on making the most of Medicare with Medicare expert Katie Vitava. The wide availability of telehealth that wasn't there before, there have been some sweeping national rules changed to allow telehealth services for people of all ages, but in particular in the Medicare program, Medicare now covers telehealth services of so many types and usually without even a co-payment. How COVID is affecting Medicare, this week on WealthTrack. Our focus today is Medicare. And even if you are not of a certain age, you probably have a relative or friend who is, so listen up. And if you are of Medicare age, today's guest can save you or them thousands of dollars. She is Katie Votava, a Medicare expert who advises individuals, small businesses, and financial planners on Medicare benefits from her healthcare consulting firm, goodcare.com. She is also the author of Making the Most of Medicare, a Guide for Baby Boomers, now in its seventh edition and an Amazon bestseller for a reason. It is a straightforward, easy to navigate guide to Medicare, which is very complex, a multi-part system that frequently requires annual updating by its beneficiaries. Case in point, an estimated 90% of Americans pay too much for their Medicare coverage. Katie Vitava, welcome back for your annual visit with WealthTrack. Thank you for having me, Consuelo. It's a pleasure to be with you. Let's talk about COVID-19. It has permeated every aspect of our lives. How has it affected Medicare? Some things in Medicare have actually been made easier for people. For example, when people get their medications refilled, they can automatically get 90-day supplies for many medications where many plans required a lot of hoop jumping for people to get there. They would only give people 30 days of a medication. Now it's easier to get larger quantities for your prescription medications, and that certainly helps people a great deal because it's difficult to get everything done. So that's one thing that has improved. There actually have been some things changing in Medicare that are positive that we'll see if they don't just stick around for a long time. A big one is telehealth. The wide availability of telehealth that wasn't there before, there have been some sweeping national rules changed to allow telehealth services for people of all ages, but in particular in the Medicare program, Medicare now covers telehealth services of so many types and usually without even a copayment. And that makes it much more accessible for people to get even physical therapy. You might think that you couldn't do that from a telehealth standpoint, but you can. Certainly follow-ups with a lot of healthcare providers mental health counseling, and so on. So the expansion of availability of telehealth, I see as a tremendous step forward for people with Medicare and all healthcare recipients. And I do think that that's something we're going to see more of going forward, but that's a big change in Medicare and other insurances as well. And Katie, that must make you so happy because I know you have been advocating for that for years. And we should just let our viewers know you are a nurse practitioner. You've got a PhD in healthcare economics. And this is something that you have been pushing for a long time. You're absolutely right, Consuelo. I started doing research on telehealth when actually we were just using plain old telephone lines, to be honest with you, for cardiac patients. And I've done a great deal of telehealth monitoring research in home care settings, and it works. Patient outcomes are better. People feel better. They're able to communicate with their health care providers when they need to, and we're able to follow up 
before people get into trouble. We've seen that with research. A big stumbling block for a good number of years is how's it going to get paid for. And now with this real point of necessity, Medicare has changed its rules to allow that on a much broader basis. So I'm, I'm encouraged to see that and hope to see that stay around for a very long time. That would definitely be positive. And what are some of the other changes? Are there any other, you know, kind of silver linings to this pandemic? In addition to telehealth being available, in addition to medications being more widely available, I think you see an element of flexibility that, that a lot of rules and regulations often get in the way of. Another benefit for people in Medicare is that there's been a, a staunch three-day rule for people to get skilled rehabilitation after a hospitalization. And that's been quite a problem in the last few years. People often don't stay in the hospital for three days. Maybe they have a fall and they're in for a day or maybe two. Medicare heretofore has said a person must be in the hospital for three days before they can go to a skilled rehabilitation facility to get their strength back. They might need physical therapy and other monitoring or wound treatment. That rule has been waived. And I'm really thrilled to see that because it's long overdue, in my opinion. That rule existed for Medicare home care years ago, and that rule was abolished. I'm glad to see that change for people going into the hospital. It improves outcomes for people, and it frees up hospital use for people who really need it. So that's a big step forward in the Medicare program for people in their care and their family caregivers, too. People going home too soon because they didn't have payment for rehabilitation. Now they do, and they can get back on their feet, so to speak, before they go home. My sister-in-law just uh, broke her leg and had surgery, and I know they sent her home, uh, and she has gotten physical therapy rehab at home right in the get-go, so I didn't realize that she was benefiting from some uh, changes that have occurred, which, again, are really helpful for patients and reflect the new reality of getting people out of the hospital as soon as they can. Yes, absolutely. And one thing of COVID that is allowed under Medicare is actually payment, payment for hospital services. If a person gets COVID and needs to be hospitalized, and by the way, it's a very devastating illness to have. All you have to do is talk with ICU nurses and doctors. It's a terrible trial for people to have to go through this and hopefully survive. Medicare does cover that care without question at this point in time. And Medicare does cover COVID testing. One thing we don't know about, though, is currently Medicare does not cover COVID vaccination. We've recently found out that there are some very promising vaccines that are going to be released. And so will vaccination be covered either as an emergency order under Medicare or it's not particularly clear, but the government has said all along that these initial doses of vaccine will be paid for, quote unquote, by the government. So I don't know how that's going to evolve. I am hopeful that Medicare beneficiaries will get that coverage somehow, some way. But that piece hasn't uh, fallen into place yet. One of the things, Katie, that I know has changed for all of us, and you mentioned telehealth, is that the you know in-person access for uh, advice to navigate this very complex system, which is why your book, Making the Most of Medicare, a guide, mm -hmm. is even more essential, is the lack of in-person access to advice. So has Medicare appropriately, uh, you know, done enough to make sure that you can get access to advice 
both online and or on the telephone for a lot of elderly people who are not proficient um, online. That's a very important point. Heretofore, we've had a lot of in-person resources available. For example, through a senior center or a library where people take their bag of medications and someone in person would help them figure out what's the best prescription drug plan for you for the next year. People, of course, are not doing that in person. There are resources available online, but you better get in line pretty quick to get that assistance because those resources fill up extremely quickly. But they are out there. And all over the United States, people should look for something called, generally it's called the State Health Insurance Program, the SHIP program. And every area office on aging in every county in the United States has a program for the SHIP program, State Health Insurance Program. And that helps folks with Medicare figure out what plan is going to be best for them. They're impartial. They are, work for the area office on aging. They do not work for a health insurance company. And you want to call them as soon as possible for their resources online and also to talk with them and say, what's going to be the best plan for myself or maybe I'm helping my mom or my dad. Also, believe it or not, you can call Medicare 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that's true all the time. I actually called them the other night myself about a vaccine issue. At 9.30 at night, I couldn't believe. I got to talk to a real person, and she was very helpful. Anyway, if you have your medications all lined up, if they and set aside the time, they will talk with you and help you look online through their website. They have a pretty robust website called Medicare.gov. And if people like to do online shopping, I say if you like to shop online for shoes, you can figure out how to shop online for Medicare prescription drug plans. You just work through a couple of things. But not everyone can do that. So call Medicare, have your list of medications handy, and honestly, they will take down all your medications. They can actually see your record of what you've been taking a lot, and they can be very helpful to put you in the right direction for a new prescription drug plan or a Medicare Advantage plan, and this is the time of year to do that type of shopping. Let's talk about uh, timing, as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact, because uh, one of the things that you had told me was that there is the emergency public health aid expires uh, in January 19th of 2021. Tell us about how important that is and what you think the outlook for that is. Yes, in the United States, there have been many sweeping executive orders at the federal level that have been signed and put into place that have really helped us revolutionize and take care of people, whether it's Medicare or folks in other health insurance plans. For example, telehealth being one of them to change the rules such to make it more available. The situation is those emergency orders, most if not all, expire January 19th and have not been extended. Probably they will be, but we don't know. And I I always say that uncertainty is a bad actor. And and Consuelo, you know that in financial markets, uncertainty is a bad actor. And it makes it so much more difficult for people to feel secure about what's going to be available and for healthcare organizations to know Will I be able to provide this service, this telehealth service? Will I be able to get paid for it down the road? So that's something to keep our eye on to make sure that that does get renewed. I feel it most likely will be, but how and when that part, I I don't know yet. Do you have a sense of how the staffing of Medicare and also the state health insurance uh, programs as well how they've been affected by COVID, and uh, if, in fact, you're looking at 
much longer waiting times to get through. Typically, regardless of a pandemic, as we head into this time of year, it's longer and longer to get through on those phone lines because more and more people are trying to use that resource. Have they shifted more people online to work as opposed to being in offices? Yes, they have. But will that supply meet the demand? I doubt it, to be honest with you. So that's why I say for anyone who's listening today to pursue it as, as soon as you possibly can because waiting to the last day, which is December 7th, for Medicare Advantage plans and Medicare prescription drug plans, although there's actually another opportunity in the first quarter of next year to reevaluate a lot of those, which is good. But get it, get it online as soon as you possibly can. And in terms of online resources, those are pretty widely available. So if you're not comfortable with that yourself, enlist a family member or a friend to help you do that maybe even a, a grandchild or a niece or nephew that would be happy to help you get through that um, confusion, which is understandable if you haven't done it before and you're not used to how to do that. I think that that could be a great resource for people right now. Also, when it comes to prescription drug plans, talk to your local pharmacy. Those pharmacists often can be a tremendous resource in person to say, you know, these types of plans have been working well for our clients. They have your list of what you're taking and their advice and counsel in person for people who want in-person resource can be quite helpful. Call ahead and make sure that they're able to accommodate you. But that's a, a resource that's often overlooked. Timing is crucial for Medicare coverage in, in a lot of different areas. Open enrollment period which happens every year, is between October 15th and December 7th. What happens uh, during the open enrollment period? What we need to do at this time of year, it's actually called the annual enrollment period. And this is the time of year when everyone who's already in Medicare can evaluate their prescription drug plans, their Medicare Part D plans, that's what they're formally called, or their Medicare Advantage plans. And it's definitely the time of year to say, are my healthcare providers in the network? Are my services being covered? And are my prescription drug medications covered as best as possible? And we have that opportunity through December 7th. But in the last couple of years, there's also a new opportunity in the first quarter of next year, which a lot of folks don't know about. And that is a Medicare Advantage disenrollment period where you can check out Medicare Advantage plans and decide I want a different plan or I might want to leave Medicare Advantage and just pick up a drug plan. And in those cases, I really recommend people look ahead of time because it's January 1st through the end of March. But there is that other opportunity that we didn't have before that people can look at it in certain circumstances. Not everybody. So don't, you know, I think we're kind of sort of a culture of procrastinators. So get on it as soon as possible. But if it's not going to work for you before December 7th, get back on it right in the new year and you will have some opportunities for changes. Again, if you have Medicare Advantage plans, that's what that opportunity is for, to change to another Medicare Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan. And this enrollment period between October 15th and December 7th, is that something that everybody should review their plans, uh, you know, figure out what they're paying? Yes, the the annual enrollment period, October 15th through December 7th, is when everyone who already has a Medicare Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan 
and they should evaluate those plans to say what's the premium going to be next year. They should have received a notice already from their company. Also, that notice should say if the prescription drug coverage is changing, you know, the devil's always in the details. And so maybe your medication is still covered, but what will the cost be? And you want to look closely at that renewal notice or booklet it is now that most people get. And then if during the year your healthcare providers, your doctors, physical therapists, medical equipment that you need is not well covered or covered at all, or if your medications are becoming costly, I recommend that for sure is the time to shop before December 7th. Look to see, could I do better with my coverage? Because 90 to 95% of folks in Medicare overspend which is a shame. And how that happens is they don't know how to match up their health care needs with the plans available. That's why I'm thrilled to be talking with you about this today so that people can do the best possible and then have the coverage they need when they need it. Katie, at the end of every well truck, we always ask our guests if there's one investment we should make as part of a long-term diversified portfolio. And I use that very broadly. What would it be? So what would your answer be? Well, my answer would be, first of all, invest your time in yourself. It's very worthwhile to evaluate your health coverage at this time of year, because honestly, if you have a plan that doesn't match your needs, you'll spend thousands of dollars more than you need to or more, as well as usually have a lot of uh, sand in your shoe along the way. So it's worth doing that. It's also worth looking at those statements that Social Security sends you, particularly if you're in the category to pay higher income premiums, because looking at those criteria and deciding if you meet those criteria for reconsideration and reduction, that again can be worth hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars. And you want to spend your nest egg wisely, worked hard to accumulate it. Katie, there is so much to talk about. I'm going to ask you to stay for another podcast uh, where we're going to talk about many more aspects of Medicare and making sure that we you know, make the most of Medicare, as your book puts it. Thanks, Katie. Thank you very much, Consuelo. Our conversation with Katie Batava continues in part two. Look for the link in the description below and on WealthTalk.com. And also, Katie is giving WealthTalk listeners a 25% discount for her ebook, Making the Most of Medicare. It's available on her website, goodcare.com. And the code is WT25. That's WT for WealthTrack25. Thank you for joining us and make the week ahead a healthy, profitable, and productive one.